everybody, you're listening to So Many Sequels. I am Josh. I'm Andrew. I am Garrett. Today on the show, we are talking Corona in 2010, starring Adam Sandler, Kevin James, Chris Rock, David Spade, and Rob Schneider as a group of childhood friends who years later are brought together by a sad circumstance, but find themselves reconnecting with their youth, and that's it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the key. That's, that's the key. That's that's it. Right that's like, the key. That's you made it sound like Stand by Me if it was in the future. It's better. <laughs> better than Stand by Me? He's shaking his head. No. You know what? I've never seen Stand by Me. Well, we need to school you up. Yeah, I know. It's one of those that uh, has always been on the list, and I've just never circled back to it. Yep. I don't know if you want to borrow Personally it. offended by that. I might. Revelation. I might take up on that one. I know I have like 70 of your movies that you keep lending me that I've never watched, but I might watch that one. <laughs> no, you don't have 70 of your movies. He does. What? You have more movies. You have more more movies from me than you do. I have. I only have two. How many you only do you have? One. Yeah. What is it? Rushmore? Rushmore, which I've had for like a year and a half, two That's years. That's about how long I've had the prestige. <laughs> one of these days, we watch movies for our podcasting. I was going to say living, but we don't make money off this. this one of these days we'll Not watch these Not yet. Days. Not yet. Yeah. If you're an investor, we're always interested in looking for opportunities. Uh, hit us up on our uh, iTunes message board or our SoundCloud page. You can visit us at OKConnections.com. Whatever it's called. What the, com- the comment section in the thing. There's no comment section. There is two. There's a review section, I guess. Now Leave we're us getting a review there. that you want to give us a lot of money, and then we'll get back with you. That's, that's basically what I'm trying to say here. Anyway, (laughs) we're talking about grown-ups. Now, last week when we selected Mm grown-ups, I think there was a little bit of a groan amongst the group. Am I right or wrong? I think you're right. Uh, Yeah. I think it it wasn't necessarily a bad groan. I don't think people wanted to see it. Groan. It was (laughs) G-R-O-A-N. No, so I had never seen it. And I, as much as I love Adam Sandler and Adam Sandler movies, like, it's just one of those where it's like, I don't know if I want to do a podcast on it. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the movies, because what I expect going into an Adam Sandler movie is very, very low base. It's like, make me laugh, and you have done your job. Do I no. expect it to be a good movie? No, it's going to be dumb, it's going to be fart jokes, it's going to be stupid. And I was pleasantly surprised... With this movie, same goes here. I've never, I've never seen this movie. And either of you never seen it? No, nope. I'm the only one who who knows about grown-ups. I'm on the grown-ups train, so it's a good movie. Yeah, I mean, it's it. When I watched it, it was it was very funny. It was it was very it, it was a very it was a decent movie to watch. I'm not, I'm not gonna say it's very good because that's that's pushing it. No, it's not very good, but, but it's it, it's, but it's, it's it was, enjoyable. It should have been enjoyable. Oscar nominated for best picture of 2010. Throwing that out there for a hot take. I'm not going to refute that. But anyway. I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no. Um, no, you, I'm kind of in your same boat. I was I was expecting Are you peeing some... out of the boat? Because I don't want that. Kevin James did that, and I ain't about that life. I'm a but anyway. Uh, <laughs> but no, other than that, it was... Um... <laughs> <laughs> but no, other than that, I, I enjoyed the movie very much. I thought it was very good. Yeah, I did too. I laughed a lot. I hadn't seen it in a long time, uh, but it, it still made me laugh. Have you seen it since you were a grown-up? Yeah. So. Well, I, I, was a, I was 20 when it came out. Yeah, that's like borderline grown-up. 
When did he come out? No, when technically you... I was 19. Ah, you baby. You want to get real technical? He's a baby still. That was the year we first met. Yeah. Um, what do, so what What do we like about it? What, what are some key moments we liked? Not necessarily best scenes because we'll get to that, but what did you like about this movie going into it? I liked the the dynamic that each of, that the actors had together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty common occurrence that Adam Sandler films have some of the same cast members. This is uh, like a this is like the all star team yeah. of Adam Sandler. This is the Happy Madison one hundred and one. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I can't there. I don't think there's another movie that has all of these people together, and mm-hmm. in such uh, high profile roles, at least a lot of times, some of these actors may pop in as cameos here and there just because they have to, yeah, for whatever reason, as a as a obligation to Adam. I don't know. But this time we get to see them all as main characters, and I enjoyed that a lot. They really play well off each other. You can really see that Saturday Night Live background that most of them have, um, some the dynamic that they have together. I thought it was great. That was my favorite thing about it. Yeah. that was. It <clears throat> felt like we were just watching Adam, David, Rob, Chris, and Kevin actually hanging out in what they would be like in their real life because they just make yeah. fun of each other. Yeah. They're funny. They're trying to get their kid. Like, I wrote down several of the jokes when they're, especially like at the funeral scene. Mm-hmm. Um, they call Rob Schneider an Elvis Oompa Loompa. <laughs> um, David Spade shows up and says to Adam Sandler, I thought you were going to start working out. And Adam goes, what's that supposed to mean? And David Spade goes, um, you're fat. <laughs> and I just thought... The whole of them finally getting together for what the fir- first time in what seemed like a long time at this solemn occasion, but being able to rib and make light of it and just kind of fall back in like they haven't missed a beat. I really yeah. liked the way they did that. Yeah, it seemed more like real life friends, which is I'm pretty sure what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them, I don't want to like, uh, I don't want to be, I don't want to rag on them too much, but a lot of them aren't really necessarily like very good actors. Rob Schneider only has a job because they're, they're, of Adam yeah, pretty much. You've got like Adam Sandler has proven he has dramatic chops. Uh-huh. He's a good actor when he when he wants to be. Yeah, uh, I think Chris Rock's pretty good. Yeah, uh, but the rest are kind of like you wouldn't expect to see them do anything more than this kind of comedy, and that allowed them to to shine really well. David Spade is always the same. He's always the little squirrely guy. The playboy, single bachelor living his life. Rob Schneider's usually some kind of weird guy, whatever it may be. And Kevin James is always fat. Like, that's just usually what they play. Yeah. Whether it's in the sitcom or in a movie. Uh, I, I, I looked because I, I made several notes about them making fat jokes about Kevin James and him not being fat in this movie. He's a bigger dude, but he's not fat. And I tried to see where it was in his filmography, if it was close to Here Comes the Boom. I don't know if anybody <laughs> remembers this movie, but he was like a math teacher who did UFC fighting, and he was in pretty decent shape. But that was before Grown Ups 2 and yeah. after this. But he was not a big dude. Like, the whole joke about the, the speedboat not being able to water ski him, <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, but I was like, he's not that bad! Like, it's not... Not- no, that that joke was too a little too on the nose for me. I I I preferred the subtlety of him landing on a bird. Yeah, that was funny. Mm-hmm. Even the pool thing, because like again, he's a bigger dude. He's getting out of the pool the way you're not supposed to. So like for it to to break and spill all the water out, that was even conceivable in my brain. 
but the but the boat thing was a little too over the top to me. What about you, Andrew? What I liked about the movie was that, I mean, just y- y'all y'all pretty much said it here. Like everybody here, the the comedic energy here is very good. Everybody yep. everybody plays off of each of, of each everyone else in a very 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 funny way. And even the people who are not technically comedians or comedy actors that we have. And there's a lot of people in this. I mean, it's not just, you know, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, Kevin James, David Spade, Rob Schneider. You know, you have Colin Quinn, you have Tim Meadows, you have Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. You have Maya Rudolph. You have... Um, Selma Hayek. You have Selma Hayek. You have Maria Bello. Selma Hayek's really the odd one out here, isn't she? Yeah, she does not fit in. I thought that she was kind of miscast, but like... Well, so... I thought she did great in the role. She, she no, just she is great. like unexpected. Yeah. Well, Adam Sandler has a reputation for always being married to beautiful, out of his league women mm-hmm. in his movies. Like that is kind of a thing that people have harped on. Mm-hmm. Is that it's always like Adam Sandler and Salma Hayek or Jennifer Aniston or somebody that's like, wait, he would like be like, what? You know what? I don't think she's that much out of his league. Salma Hayek or yeah. Jennifer Aniston? Both. For some reason, in this, <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see it. That in way. this movie, I got their relationship. It mm-hmm. didn't seem weird. Like no. he, he was funny. He was well, charming. The, I, I think they didn't. They didn't portray her as out of his league. No, sometimes no. they do. Yeah, and I think that like for what she was doing in this movie, because she was like the fashionable one. She didn't grow up with them. Like it seemed like all of these people grew up together. But then Adam Sandler was some kind of agent in Los Angeles. He was wealthy. His kids were spoiled. She was a fashion designer. Like, that's the life that they knew. She didn't know about lake life. She didn't know about all of those people. Mm-hmm. So seeing her kind of come towards it and embrace it throughout the movie, I really liked her. I really liked her part. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, other than that, it, no. I th- every, everybody here just kind of played off of one another just very well. And I think it just, it works. It, it really works for this movie. Yeah. What was your favorite scene? Favorite scene was the the arrow roulette scene. Wait, the Which first one? or second? The first one. Yeah, the first one was the the first. The second one was. One was uh, it was uh, like eh. <laughs> yeah, like the second one you could you could. That joke's out. only funny once, I think. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> no, when he when he sh- shot himself in the foot, and every, and pretty much the lead up to that, where everybody's sitting on the dock and they're all talking and whatnot, everything was just good, and then they shot the arrow and it landed in Rob Schneider's foot. <laughs> yeah. He won, though. He won, though. <laughs> he won. So. That's what was important to him. He did win the contest. But, yeah, that was my favorite scene. All right. I really liked the water park stuff. Like, mm-hmm. all of that leading up to, because at this point in time, uh, everybody had met Rob Schneider's daughters, all three of them, and two of them that were like, what, they're not your daughters? Mm-hmm. And then the, the girls that David Spade is trying to go after... And then the one girl that looks exactly like Rob Schneider. <laughs> and so they, David Spade took the two attractive girls to like some skimpy shop to get swimsuits. And he was being pervy and piggish. Um, the kids were fantasizing over the, the girls. Um, you got to see it, the dynamic of them all having fun. Salma Hayek at this point in time was like, let's stay at the lake. This is fun. And so you get to see the women objectifying the the lifeguard or whatever he was and flexing his thing. Uh, you saw the, the dads going back to their childhood roots and, like, sneaking the kids in at the top of the water slide. I thought it was just a really good 
that was like the family feel moment, but it was also spruced in with a lot of funny parts. Steve Buscemi crashed into a wall, going mm-hmm. down the zipline on his feet. Uh, it was just, yeah, I like that scene a lot. Him being yeah. in the cast for the other half of the movie. Yeah. I, uh, I wonder if that's a, a real water park, because I was thinking about that zipline. <laughs> that didn't seem safe. No. Well, especially whenever the zipline goes into the shed. Right, it yeah. went into the shed, and it wasn't <clears throat> completely over water. So, yeah. like, if you fell early, right. you're just going to crash into the concrete. Yeah, it would have to be water to water, start to finish, like, deep yeah. in water. Yeah, yeah. I was just curious. I, I wouldn't have done it based on that alone. Like, no. what if you slipped? You're at the pool, your hands may be wet. Like, right. I don't know. I wouldn't have done it. I, I actually really liked the scene when Adam Sandler is teaching his son how to, uh, how to shoot a basketball. Mm-hmm. I like that scene a lot because it, I don't know, it said a lot about the movie and... Mm. One little scene when his son gets to see his dad do something cool, something that he thinks is cool, mm. um, as he did. He hit that. He hit that shot. Yeah. Over and over and over and over again. I just like that a lot. Well, I think that this movie does a really good job. <clears throat> Obviously, I don't have kids. I don't think none of us have kids. That... You don't think? I don't think. <laughs> um, but not. And it's interesting <laughs> to see, like, you know, people who grew up in this kind of generational gap so like adam sandler and all his friends were at camp and they would do things outside and they played basketball and now they're kids with all the technological advances they have video games they have all the stuff they didn't really have and so to see a a father try to get his kid to come outside and learn some of the stuff that he did as a kid i think it speaks a lot because i i don't have firsthand experience but i feel like it could be difficult for that generational gap for like a father and a son to connect mm-hmm. to find similar things that aren't video games or I don't know television stuff from or things to watch yeah. and, and get kids to come outside because they're so used to playing video games and things like that. And now that we have these little gadgets, <coughs> video games, and really anything anything else that's media related is so dispersed. Like yeah, like we, well like now we, that it's very easy to get your hands on it. Now that they're handheld, you barely pay attention to the people in front of you. Yeah. Because even while you're holding a conversation, you're scrolling at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's just how the world is now. As sad as that is. It is. Uh, another, another scene I liked that kind of, uh, that really demonstrated to me how these guys are really friends. And I, and I honestly wondered if it was acting or genuine, and I think it was more genuine, is during the funeral scene. The whole, the, the whole uh, like, uh, trigger of this movie is that they, as kids they were a championship winning basketball team and years later their coach died so they've come back together for his funeral and they're making fun of rob schneider as he's delivering his part of the <laughs> eulogy and singing the song singing, Maria. yeah um they were like adam and chris rock were making bets about if he would go down on one knee and all this stuff and they would laugh and it looked like they were really laughing not yeah. like they were like okay now you gotta laugh at that i like it's like they really I want to know how much was improv. I would bet a significant amount. Well, you would think, so I would think that Rob Schneider's, like, I think the whole goal was for Rob Schneider to be silly and for them to laugh. But I feel like Rob Schneider could have just taken it to a whole nother level and just been, like, singing on the statue. (laughs) And they were genuinely, and the just cameras were ready for them to be prepared to laugh at that. Mm -hmm. It just, yeah, that was a very funny scene. How about things we didn't like? What are some things that you were like, ah, this would have been better without this or that. It give me a minute to think about that. Okay, that's fine. I didn't care for so, you know, a lot of with the way the political climate is, it's 
taboo to like oh like make ogly jokes about people and their appearance and things like that but i thought that they did a good job of like this is what you would see if like a bunch of dudes got together and and uh, like kid fantasies about mostly rob schneider's daughters mm -hmm. uh but what i didn't care for is so i thought that was like humorous in a, in a humorous way what i didn't like was at the end when steve buscemi's in the full body cast and his arms are stuck above his head Maya Rudolph is pregnant in this movie. It's a rubber boob. And he asks to rub her belly. And, like, he has to weirdly adjust. And he starts rubbing her boob. And she's like, that's my boob. And he goes, oh, I like the way those feel, too. Like, I just didn't think that was necessary. Like, it seemed like a, a, a typical Adam Sandler joke mm -hmm. that you would expect in a typical Adam Sandler movie that they just threw in and I don't feel like it needed it. That didn't really change much for me. I just did. That was the one thing that I saw and went, I don't need this. Everything else they had done had been tasteful, for lack of a better word. That one was just a little, I don't know. I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. No, I. No, I agree. Um, like, okay, this is what I'm having a hard time with is that, like, as much as I like this movie, um, it, it's a typical, like, we've, we've said this many times before. It's a typical Adam Sandler movie, so you really, if you're looking for like a serious storyline here, you're you're not going to get it. But um, what I think, if there's any one thing I didn't like, I didn't really care too much for the basketball scene. Which one? The the last one. Yes. Interesting. Why? Well, I don't know. I just I just thought it was kind of just. There were parts of it that I thought were kind of hokey. Like whenever they all, whenever all their wives and stuff came out, like cheerleaders and whatnot, I thought that was just, you know, just I don't know, weird. So for me, I thought this movie was mostly gonna focus on the basketball stuff. Mm -hmm. When it started, I thought Colin Quinn was gonna be a little bit more involved. I thought it was gonna be like him egging these people on to rehash like something that they had as kids, but they're grown ups and blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But it really wasn't. But I like the basketball scene because it, it, especially the end when he brought his son on there and then he decided to throw the game because he was like, you know, these people, he's obvious, Colin Quinn, his character still is obviously struggling to move past this stuff as a kid and he sees that maybe they don't have the best kind of a life uh -huh. and whereas he and his family have all this lavish luxury kind of a stuff. And he throws the game so his kid is able to experience humbleness and losing. And then Colin Quinn and his family have something that they can, can brag for and boast about. And I thought that was a really nice message yeah. to send. And it, I really liked how they interweaved the move 78 or whatever with the adults and the kids mm -hmm. and the championship basketball team. I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, I didn't need... If I could take anything out, I would take out everything relating to um colin quinn and his band of people i didn't think it i thought the best parts of the movie didn't have that storyline mm -hmm. um and i think they could have rewritten the basketball scene in a way where he wasn't necessary yeah um i just didn't need it i preferred uh their the family dynamic and all that stuff and the, and the friends then i preferred that it just yeah i would have taken it out mm -hmm. yeah. or redone it given him a different role i feel like if because obviously there's a sequel to this movie. And I feel like what they could have done is made this first one 
more because I don't know what the second one's about in any way, shape, or form. After seeing this movie, I don't really know how they could do a second one because it doesn't lead its way to like into a second one. So I'll be interested in that. But I think that based on seeing this, they could have had the family dynamic, and then at the end, Colin Quinn could have showed up, and the <coughs> second movie could have been more about the reliving the old days and and bringing the kids into it and kind of continuing on that. I'm not saying that would have been a good movie. I don't know anything about Grown Ups 2. Don't know what to expect. But I think that's something they could have done. Yeah. We'll see how Grown Ups 2 is. Mm-hmm. Is, Mm-hmm. You haven't seen 2, have you? Yes. You have? I think so. Okay. I I don't remember it as well, but I think I saw it. Okay. I definitely haven't seen 2. I also think it's... uh, Maybe I haven't. I can't remember. (laughs) I also think that it's... uh, you know, like, whenever Adam Sandler is not only the writer, mm-hmm. but you also have Dennis Dugan as the director, mm-hmm. I feel like they make good movies together. Like, they they make funny movies together. Because they made they made this, they made Happy Gilmore, and they made Big Daddy. Mm-hmm. Those and, are good movies. And they're, they're all... Like, they also made You Don't Mess With the Zohan ah! and Jack and Jill. Okay, so there's <laughs> two, there is two exceptions to the rule here. Boy, you talk about two movies that I can't decide which is worse. <laughs> oh, it's Jack and Jill, without question. There, there shouldn't be any thought about that. Yeah. I, well, I don't. I guess I never saw Jack and Jill because it looked so bad. So I'd rather guess. watch You Don't Mess With the Zohan than watch Adam Sandler play himself and his sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not you himself, did, but you know what I mean. You Don't Mess With the Zohan was pretty bad. And I can't, I've never seen Jack and Jill, and nor do I have any interest in it. No. It just looks terrible. Jack and Jill has a 3% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow! That's horrible. Let's see what Zohan has, since we're comparing. Uh, These aren't sequels, so we'll never have to care. A 38, significantly better. Wow. And it's still not good. No. Significantly better. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that about wraps up this conversation. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, do we want to look at some of the other movies that came out this week that this did? Yes, let's do that. So... The week or the year? The the week. Okay. I think is what we normally do. So, Grown Ups came out June 25th, 20... Or, June... Yeah, June 25th, 2010. Um, it opened at number two behind the second week of Toy Story 3. Ooh, it didn't have a chance. Exactly, no one did, probably. Um, at number three was Night and Day, mm-hmm. which was Tom Cruise and someone else. Cameron Diaz, I think. Yeah, Cameron uh, Diaz. Yes. And Gal Gadot. Yeah, Gal Gadot was in there. Um, the Karate Kid remake with Jaden Smith. Mm-hmm. Number five was The A-Team, a movie I never cared to see, personally. Yeah, it was meh. Was it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't have interest in the A-Team, I guess. Not t- the show or the movie. It has your typical Liam Neeson as an all-around badass. Like, it seemed to me like, I don't know, just a different version of The Expendables. Mm-hmm. I think they were trying to one-up it. Uh, Get Him to the Greek, Ugh. which I did not hear great things about. Number seven was Shrek Forever After, <laughs> the last Shrek in the Shrek franchise. For now. For now. It's been an awfully long time, but they could still make another. Mm-hmm. And number eight was Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. I did see that movie. I didn't care for it. That's Jake Gyllenhaal, based on the video game. Y'all have played it. Yep. Number nine was Killers, which is Katherine Heigl and Ashton Kutcher. And number ten, 
was Jonah Hex. Oh, yeah. One of uh, Josh Brolin's many uh, horrible attempts at getting into comic book movies. What were one and two again? Um, Toy Story 3 and Grown Ups. Oh, okay. So the top two are pretty good. And then after that, it's a crapshoot. Just for fun, though, number 11 was Iron Man 2. Really? It must have been out before because I feel like it, it had been, been out there. for eight weeks. Okay. Eight weeks. Interesting. And made $300 million by that point. Hmm. Big deal. Big deal. Big deal. Okay. Now I guess we should guess the, the Rotten Tomatoes score, right? I believe so. Ups. I believe it. You want to go do first, it. Andrew? I'm going to go. I'm going to say 44. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go lower. I enjoyed it, but I don't think critics will, and I'm going to go 25. Oh, wow. Oh, my. Y'all just going to have to get used to it. <laughs> that's some powerful stuff. Uh, I think that's low. I was going to okay. go... What'd you say? I said 44. Hmm. I feel like you looked... So I'm just going to shoot around 40-something. Has anyone pulled it up? Cause yeah, I, I have it pulled okay. up. Uh, I'm going to go with 45, just because I don't want you to win. So you either got it exactly right and looked, or you're going to be wrong. No, I didn't look at this one. Watch this. Grown-ups. Oh, my God. 10%. Ooh. Woo! That's pretty bad. That is much lower Ten. than I thought. 10%. Percent. Wow. For grown-ups. Wow. I don't know what the what the second one is going to be. Then. That. So you won, Josh. I mean, not by much. <laughs> I was still pretty far off. That is a surprise to me. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty bad. That's lower than Zohan. Grown-ups cast of comedy vets is amiable, but they but they're let down by flat direction and the scattershot lowbrow humor of a stunted script. Is what the consensus says. I mean, yeah, it's it's got uh, lowbrow humor that I don't always enjoy, but I didn't think it was like over the top bad. The the the, the lowbrow humor. No, um, I don't really have. I never. I didn't really go in or come out with an opinion on the directing. No, I it guess seems it's fine to me. I guess it would be tough to be a film critic on something like this because for me, it's like if it's got a good message. And it, this has a good message, and it's funny. Yeah. Like, that's all I want out of a comedy. Right. Like, I don't expect it to be a world-beater, no. amazing greatness. No. This is good. Yeah. Now, Better I, don't, than 10%. I don't normally put a lot of stock in it, but the audience gave it 62. Yeah. 62% liked it. That's more where I'd It have has a, an average rating of 3.5 out of 5. So, so it seems this is, this is one of those examples of where I think critics have to do their job, and the audience will enjoy it or they won't. Yeah. Because when I, I understand that a film critic has to look at a film analytically and look at direction and writing and all that. And I would say that it this film is weak in all of those every, every one of those categories it's weak, but it but it's still enjoyable. Yeah. And yeah. that's possible. Just like it's possible to have a very well made movie that's terrible. That's true. What do we want to rank it on our own scale? Uh one to five water parks. <laughs> I give it a, I give it a two point five. I I'd give it a three. Um, yeah, I think three. I think three and a half is a little bit high for me, yeah. audience. But three is is enjoyable. I give it a two point five. That's fine. That's still okay on my scale. Yeah. Okay.
Well, the next week we'll be back with Grown Ups 2. Uh, I don't know. I Unless it's like significantly worse, because I still can't remember if I saw it or not. I think I might be blending all the movies, all the, all the Adam Sandler movies together. But unless it's just significantly worse, I feel like this is the kind of series where we're going to come out thinking probably pretty the same. Because they're going to try to recreate the same jokes, or the same, not, you know, exactly, but the same idea. And these people are, are talented at doing yeah. that type of humor, so I don't expect it to be very different, quite frankly. Left, they do. That's what counts. They do. Well, hopefully, I would like to see more of Chris Rock because I feel like of all the characters in this movie, you expect them to see. But Chris Rock had a different kind of a character where he was like the man of the house and the the cooker and all that. Or stuff. he was a house husband. Yeah, and he didn't really like get as much screen time as some of the other guys who were just playing themselves. So I'd like to see a, a little bit more Chris Rock in, in Grown Ups. Yeah, a little more Chris, a little less Rob. That would be great for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, that's it. Hopefully uh, you don't think less of us now because we liked that movie. <laughs> um, I, it's probably the most fun I've had watching a movie for this show since um, Back to the Future Part 2. No, that was this was really fun. It, I, I will say that it's a fun movie. It was I had a lot of fun watching it, yeah. so... This is like the first legitimate comedy that we've done because Ace Ventura was rough. But this did, is like a good, it, solid comedy. If Ace, did Ace Ventura really get a, a higher score than this movie? Because that... Which one? Both of them. Yeah. Let's see. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, scored a 46. 46. That's high. And I guess Ace Ventura, when nature calls. you got to consider the time period, I guess, I too. think that's it because... The humor in... Okay, so that's 33, but still better. The humor in the Ace Ventura franchise is far more offensive yeah. than in it, than this movie. Uh, it's I think it's lazier writing. Um, well, also, I mean, you could at least give it good direction for when nature calls, I think, for the some of the scenes in there. Well, but, also, it doesn't hold up. Like No, it the, didn't the, hold up. I mean, this movie is... Eight, I mean, Grown Ups is eight years old. And I yeah. think, you know, you know, we're watching it in 2018 and we're laughing at it. That right. says something. Yeah, there are there are some aspects of it that that don't hold up as well. There's some things in there that I think people uh, would find questionable today that they maybe didn't think much about in 2010. But for the most part, a lot of the humor is fairly um, lowbrow, innocent ribbing of each other. Yeah, yeah, and not not. That's what not friends do. On we make fun of Andrew all the time. True. Right. Yeah, y'all do. And You're like our Rob Schneider. You're the Rob. Nah, that was mean. He has That's hair. the meanest thing. No! You wouldn't be an Elvis that looks like an Oompa No, I don't have any hair. No. <laughs> then neither do I. I'm on my way. I'm on my way there. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. You'd be I, more like Rob Schneider's wife. Because <laughs> you're old. <laughs> but that, this is just a lesson in why you gotta like... It's it's okay to look at, at reviews to get an idea, but you have to take a lot of things into context. Because I would say this movie is better than, than both Ace Ventures. Yeah, I'd agree. But, but the critics in each time period would disagree. Mm-hmm. So that's all I'm saying. You got to take it with a grain of salt and be ready to have a different opinion. Okay. That's what we did. That was such a good message to go yeah, out on. I got Look some at good us messages. getting deep. I got some good stuff. On so many sequels. On that note, next week, Grown Ups 2, where we'll either be able to make fun of it more or have even less to talk about because we already covered it this week. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Well, at bare minimum, I'm excited to pick our next series. 
Until then, you can find us online at facebook.com slash okconnection, at Instagram, just search for So Many Sequels Pod, and let us know what you think of the show. Let us know uh, what you want us to do. Maybe We have a list, so maybe you have something that we don't have on that list yet. I don't know. Uh, and if My list is very expensive. If you're listening to us on iTunes, uh, feel free to leave us a review and a rating. We enjoy that, and so does the algorithm. And, um, and if you're an investor, we are looking for opportunities for you. Find us on the iTunes message board. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, share us with your friends. Uh, you can listen to us, as we said, on iTunes, or tell them if they have Android phones that they can find us on SoundCloud. Until then, bye. Adios. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst one you've ever done. <laughs>